And welcome, everybody, to the Lunacy Podcast. My name is Tony. I'm here with Dave, David, and Connor. Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I am Tony Pervenanzi. It's Sunday night, guys. Decision day. Well, the Loons just had a big game. The whole freaking MLS just had a big slate of games today. Um, Connor's back after his uh, month-long suspension uh, yeah. for uh, violating the... Uh, only two red cards. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, it's nice to have Connor back after his sick and voice problems and whatever you want to call it. So yeah. he didn't miss much, Connor, because all we talked about was losing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, uh, I I didn't go to any games except for the, the LAFC tie. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was not a fun time. I remember watching a few of those games. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Wasn't fun. Yeah, that was the that was the only point in the last you know six prior to this weekend that we were talking yep. about. So yeah, well at least you were there for that one. Yep. Yeah. It was uh. So yeah, we're back Sunday night, guys. Uh, David, big qu- uh, question right off the bat for you: Do you have water yet? Yeah, it's a uh, boiled lotus though. Uh, oh, boiled lotus. Okay. Yeah. But hey, well, there's water. Hey, there's water. So there nice. you go. We can flush toilets, yeah. which is the most important thing. Yeah, oh, there you go. I bet. Yeah. So things are kind of getting back to normal for you down there. Yeah. Uh, in your in your area. Not yes, correct, course, correct. Yeah. Not everything else, you know. I did see they built a bridge in like two days. Where was that? That was like Yeah, that was uh Pine Island. Pine Island, yeah. 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 So amazingly, uh, amazing they built a bridge in two days, but they needed to because holy shit. You know. Yeah. But uh yeah, so things are kind of getting better down there uh, i don't see any f- storms in the future uh we could have snow oh. here we could have snow here next week next week is that what they're saying now yeah potentially oh, we, yeah oh. we could we're getting to that point where like i think was it last night or the night before it got down it, it touched freezing i think or almost or depending on where Jeez. you're at Just, mm-hmm. it was close yeah Little nights fall nights all of a sudden yeah hey, we, we were in the mid 60s mm-hmm. oh at night, I feel sorry for you. I do. Yeah, it was kind of chilly, actually. Jeez, <laughs> don't ever say that. So hard in the, no. in the morning. Seriously, sixty-four. No. Man, that's don't, that's chilly now. No. Don't you fucking say sixty-four is chilly. Don't you do it. Can't On do the it. weather app no. up here, there's one day where there's a high of seventy-eight, and I think the high after a, a, instead of that one day is like sixty. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. Do, it's the it's the fall roller coaster I like to call it because you never know what kind of it's going to be seventy or it's going to be forty you just don't know. Well, you'll Wake have both. You'll have both, yeah. and I think that was the story of this weekend. I mean, it was it was a beautiful weekend here. It was a beautiful sure. fall weekend, but it, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's warm and comfortable in the afternoon. But yeah, you know, if you wake up early, it's uh, it's chilly. So, yeah. but we love it. We love it. Well, you, you gentlemen, uh, David and Connor, you guys woke up super early today to watch the Packers play in London for the first time ever. Yep. Um, nope. And uh, and uh, you didn't wake up for that, David? I don't have that anymore. Well, what, they didn't have anything else? Nope. Wow, that's amazing. Well, um, I mean, so, uh, there must be bars in southern Florida that are. Well, open. yeah, I'm sure. Come on, yeah, yeah. I but, wish I hadn't uh, woken up. That was a hey, brutal second half. It was, it was a good game, awful. Connor. It was a good game. I mean, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Not because the Packers lost. But because of the back and forth, especially the Giants coming back in the second half, um, 
but I thought, again, I thought after the Packers loss, I thought the Vikings were going to uh, puke one away today, too. I mean, they very seriously. nearly did. They nearly, yeah. nearly did uh, against uh, who were they playing? Oh, it's the Bears. Chicago. Yeah. Well, Chicago it's the one Bears. thing we can agree on. Everybody hates the Bears, at least on this podcast. Fuck the Bears. Yeah. Fuck the Bears. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah. So, was, like I said on my on the tweet, guys, it's a big, it was a big sports day. Um, Let's talk about what beers we're drinking tonight because we are drinking celebratory beers, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Um, let's see, Connor, what are you drinking tonight? What am I drinking? I believe it's one that I've had on the podcast before, uh, but it is from Invictus Brewing, and it's called the Listening Through Static Hazy Pale Ale. Yeah. Um, it's got uh, some grapefruit and some ripe melon in it, and uh, let's see if it got any hops. Uh, doesn't say what hops. Uh, just, just supposed to be juicy, and I haven't had this in quite a while, actually. But it's a, uh, it's definitely got the hazy taste to it. Uh, let's see, what do we got for? Oh, here we go. Uh, we got uh, Turo Caravienna Oats Wheat and Carafoam Car- Malt, Citra Mosaic and Cashmere Hops, and some British Ale Yeast. With an IBU of forty, and it doesn't say what the the alcohol volume is. It's not very often I don't see that, but it's a good beer. Um, just grabbed it out of my fridge on the way home because I came straight home from the game, so I didn't have time to stop and pick up some beers. But luckily, I have a stash in my in my garage, so I'm able to pull from that every now and then. Well, good. Uh, you're yeah, you're just at the game. That's right. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, Invictus. We've had, I think, we've had that one on the podcast before. Yeah, so I, I, I think it, I think it is. I, I think I've had that one on before. I have. Sorry, guys. I was uh, petting the guinea pig before I, my daughter took him back upstairs um, because you he's really like that guinea pig lately. Suddenly, he's down here like all the time. It's crazy. He's a nice guinea pig. He might become the mascot of the show. Actually, I think he'll become Coco, the mascot guinea pig. Uh, no, he won't uh let's see david what are you drinking from the land of florida tonight so i've got a new one uh new beer new brewery uh ocean republic brewing from stewart that is uh actually i don't know how i don't know any distances it's north of um fort lauderdale miami um this is the got him on ipa it's a new england style ipa and um or actually, I guess, no, it's not New England. It's an East Coast, they call it. Um, lots of hops, Citra, Sativa, and Centennial. It's a, It comes in at 30 IBUs, um, nothing crazy extreme, um, 6.4%. Um, it's, a, it's a good one. They say that they would drink this all day fishing. And nice. um, yeah, I, I, I could see that. I mean, at 6.4, you might. I don't know. You may not be catching a lot of fish with too many of these, but, um, or they may be catching you actually, because you might end up in the water. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good. It's pretty smooth. Um, they use flaked barley or, uh, yeah, flaked, flaked, yeah, flaked barley. That's right. Um, so it's got kind of a kind of creamy finish to it. And, uh, it's, um, yeah, it's pretty good. Can't complain. Nice. All right. Well, I'll go next here, guys. I'm drinking uh, Addled Ale 
from Nordic Brewing Company up here in Monticello. Um, as, as Dave and Connor know, I texted these guys yesterday because I went to lunch, early lunch at Boondocks, and I won some money at the pull tabs. And then I was like, hey, I'm just going to go to Monticello or go hang out somewhere, you know, just for the afternoon because I got nothing better to do. So I'd up to Nordic and of course they have a pinball arcade in there. And so I'm then I put five dollars worth of quarters in the pinball machines up there. And uh then I texted you guys and asked if you guys were doing anything. Dave, you went to a what do you go to? Like a crop thing or what do you call it? corn maze? Yeah, I was at a corn maze pumpkin, you know, as a pumpkin patch kind of October Halloween type festival. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh, cool. Bit. Yeah. And Connor was busy with school stuff or whatever. Yeah, so, I had homework to do. Yeah. So I just jumped up there by myself, by myself, played some pinball, grabbed a crowler of the addled ale. It is a cream ale, uh, ABV of 5%. So it's very smooth, uh, really easy drinker. Uh, not much more to say about it. It's a it's your typical cream ale. I have not found other than Castle Dangerous cream ale, which is I think is the best cream ale that I've had. Most of the other cream ales are just that they're cream ales. I mean, there's no really like differentiating between all of them. So good beer. Um, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? All right. Yeah. Like kind of, like I said, uh, yeah. So I was out and about yesterday, Saturday, beautiful fall day here, you know, started cool, finished warm and just like today, but I actually, uh, I ended up going out to Wisconsin actually for some hikes and uh, out to Osceola just across the border to be fair, but Osceola falls, uh, just south of Taylor's Falls on the Minnesota side. But if you cross the border, just a little south there, you got Osceola Falls, beautiful little town, beautiful scenery, beautiful falls. Um, and then uh, basically wanted to make, make my way back towards the metro area and noticed that, uh, you know, shout out to Sidewalk Dog. We noticed that there was a Bigwood Brewery available to us. That's in Stillwater. So shot down to Stillwater on the way. Or no, I'm sorry. I always get that mixed up. It's in White Bear Lake. I'm sorry. White Bear Lake. Hit uh, Bigwood Brewery in White Bear Lake and uh, picked up a crawler from there as well. So I ended up going with the Octemberfest. So obviously continuing on their theme, but basically the Octemberfest is obviously just their Mars and kind of Oktoberfest lager. And you know what? It's I didn't try it there because I had uh, I actually tried an English IPA that they only had available on tap at the time they didn't have it to go but uh yeah the Oktoberfest is is really really good it's um yeah i don't i don't know there's not a whole lot to, it's 5.9 percent. it's pretty smooth and it's just kind of basically what you expect bad pod but the color's good um just a kind of a slight caramel taste to it but overall pretty smooth for being 5.9 percent abv and uh yeah that brewery is pretty cool i I think we, I think I've, we featured it on the podcast before, but, um, that I, it was my, certainly my first crawler, you know, picking it up from the brewery. So it was kind of cool and, uh, just enjoyed the balcony or the, they have, um, fairly small interior, but a nice like patio, I guess I would say. And they have an upstairs area, but that's like a event space. Have you guys been to Bigwood before in White Bear Lake? Have not. No. 
No, Never been but, there, but had their beers and they're delicious. Yeah. yeah but I mean, right where it's located is right downtown White Bear Lake. It's just a beautiful little town, beautiful little city right off the lake. It's just like a few blocks. Literally, you could walk from the lake right to the brewery. So it's a it's a it's a nice setting, nice place to be. And so, yeah, enjoyed it about an hour or so there and then picked up the crawler of the Oktoberfest, which I'm enjoying now. So good. All right. Well, good beers all around tonight, guys. And they're all celebratory because we're going to talk about this Loons game. Uh, big decision day, guys. Loons uh, versus Vancouver. Right off the bat, the, the coach of Vancouver was wearing a suit coat over a T-shirt. And this T-shirt said Vancouver. Did Is that like an old logo of Vancouver? Or is that like, it looked like the Canucks logo. I couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. I didn't notice like, what you're looking at. Were you, yeah, I did. Are you talking about like the colors or or well, the like logo this, itself? This, the logo itself. Because I mean, the Connects logo is pretty unique. Yeah, but that logo looked like didn't look like Vancouver Whitecaps logo. It looked like I don't know. It said Vancouver on it, and then it had some stripes on it, and I was like, I just looked weird. I don't know what he was wearing. So, anybody see a picture of it? I'm looking right now. I'm looking, I, but Tony, yeah, you're, yeah, I have no idea, Tony. But well, I some listeners have probably figured out. Yeah, was it clearly. Like red? I it might have been. I don't know. I it looked more like bluish know. to me. Okay, I didn't. Uh... But he was, but he was wearing the suit coat over the t-shirt, and then he took the, of course, took the suit coat off because it was, mm. you know, sunny down there. Uh, at the game, I think probably a little bit hot down there. Oh, so yeah, just wearing the t shirt, just wearing the t shirt. And I saw it, I was like, That's weird, I've never seen that logo before. So, huh. uh, well, something only I haven't noticed, I guess. Yeah, I, I did notice somebody was what appeared to be wearing a uh, Montreal Expos hat in the crowd as the oh. as the uh camera pan across at halftime. I think it was, I was like. Yeah. Really? That was, I'm pretty sure that was an Expos hat. Yeah. Well, reminded me of the game. Well, of course, the game in London we talked about earlier, the Packers versus the Giants. They were scanning the crowd and they found some Packer fans. And right next to the Packer fans, there was a guy wearing a Russell Wilson, Wilson Seattle Seahawks jersey. Oh, wow. There you go. It's like, yeah. don't, oh. don't wear a jersey to a game where the, the teams aren't playing. Oh, yeah. And, and we should, uh, we should, I don't want to get off on tangent, but I mean, obviously. I think it was one of you two that sent the picture of of uh, Aaron Rodgers hanging out with Ted Lasso. That's right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Mm -hmm. In the night before the game, obviously mm -hmm. partying way late into the night hours, and then yeah, the results. Uh, that's not you know, even close to being accurate. Clear, but... Clearly, the Packers were treating that trip as a vacation and not a business trip, like the Vikings did the week before. So, so what you're saying is that. Um, a player of high stature, such as Aaron Rodgers, should not rub elbows with gods like Ted Lasso. Oh, no, 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 no. To support suggesting. our women's national team yeah. when they're playing England. Yes. Yeah. To be fair. I mean, let's, I did, let's create some context here. To be yeah. fair, I did really like it. Yeah, it was. Thanks for pointing that out. He. Aaron Rodgers was at the U.S. Women's National Team against England. That that was that's where they. Were I liked it. I love that. I did love that. But you know, I'm assuming that game was you know 
you know, late into the night last night, and it, it was just actually Friday. Okay, okay, yeah. actually, you know, details, yeah. but Dave, you know, details. Dave, <laughs> probably Dave, he's, Miss, he's Miss, hung over. You know what? You know, it's like well, we're gonna start calling Dave Mister Fox News up here, just throwing out, <laughs> yeah. throwing out shit. You know, not no context to it. Oh, he was out there. That's why he lost. Thanks, well, Tony. No, no, you could. Dave, thanks, you Tony, could... for calling me out because that's yeah. exactly the angle I was trying to. Obviously, you can hear the sarcasm in my voice. That is what I was trying to. You could have spun calling... it more and said he partied so hard Friday yeah. that he was yeah. still hungover Saturday or Sunday. There you you I'm gonna start calling you uh, Tucker Carlson Jr. All right. Well, <laughs> oh, thanks man. for calling me out, Tony. Thanks for calling me out, Tony, because I was. I, I hope you could hear the sarcasm in my voice because honestly, I thought that was cool. I really did that he was watching a Aaron Rodgers was watching a U.S. Women's National Team game in England. I thought that was awesome. And so now just like a video of Aaron Rodgers in St. James's Park, I believe that was uh, he, he uh, was stopped by a random pedestrian and they had a dog and Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah, spent I saw a little that time uh, hanging with that dog. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have any comments just, about that? To be fair, I mean, I, I think there's probably less than a 1% chance that Kirk Cousins would have done that. I just, I doubt that would ever happen. But I'm gonna send I, you I, would, I imagine Cousins doesn't even realize they speak English there. No, <laughs> Dave, I'm going to send you a couple bow ties to wear on the podcast, okay? All right. Just for that. <laughs> a couple bow ties. I'm, kid- I'm kidding. Uh, but before we get into the soccer game, I did want to mention, guys, uh, speaking of partying, new uh, – uh, Netflix uh, documentary called The Redeem Team about the, I think it was the 2008 uh, Olympic basketball team that yeah. Kobe was on for the first time. Fantastic. I watched it today after the Vikings game before the Loons game. So, yeah, fantastic. So, um, anywho, guys, it was Vancouver versus the Loons at home. It was a sellout crowd at uh, Allianz. And they yeah. mentioned, uh, Callum mentioned before the game, it was actually a, the, they broke an attendance record there. Which then they said they sold a shit ton of uh, standing room only seats to this game, and and, and yeah. I and I didn't look at tickets. Um, I I mean I should have, but I didn't look at tickets. But they were saying, or I think I think actually Cal mentioned on the broadcast that those standing room only tickets were going for an excess of eighty dollars a piece. Yeah. Which is... I, yeah, I think those are the tickets that John showed me that were deluxe seats or something like that deluxe seats that's what they call standing room only now deluxe seats, deluxe seats. He, he showed me the map on a, on messages and i was like i don't know what that is never seen it before but they were 80 Should, bucks yeah I'm, they could have been loge seats i'm uh i'm really bent i'm really torn on those types of seats i like standing room only seats like i think it's great if you can get them at a discount, but I mean, I, I don't love them when you know, you're already going to have a near or sold out crowd. And then you're only making it more crowded, like bat- lot concession lines, bathroom lines, right. you know, well, I don't mind it. If you're trying to get people into the stadium, like say the twins, for example, um, and you're just trying to get people into the stands, you just turn a profit. But when you already know you're going to be at a near sellout, now you just, it's, it's adds more congestion. And, and it's really, when was the last time the loons didn't sell out? Never. They've never, they've never, never. not sold out, right? I'm no. pretty sure they've never not sold out. Yeah. So, I mean, why? I don't even understand why they do it. I mean, it's almost like they're just trying to, I don't, I'm going to be negative here because I like to be sometimes. Um, and it's almost like the, the FO is just trying to one up to make this game more special just in case we blew it. 
<laughs> well, well, you know, it is the first decision day game ever hosted in Minnesota, so that could right. have been. It could have been too. Yeah, and um, no, and don't, and yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to lessen the the experience and the meaningfulness of the game today, but I'm just, it's a little bitch that I had, a little complaint. But I mean, here's an idea: just uh, put in the extra seats and get done with it. Well, yeah, may have some news on that in the off season, boys, but we can't yeah. talk about it here. So. Uh, Dave, you're right though. Uh, standing room only seats at uh Target Field work because there's so many places to sit, right? And you don't have a ticket, there's those little bars up top or whatever. Connor, you were at the game today, you said in a text it, it felt busier, yes, than normal. Yeah, uh, yeah it was, in. it was just, I mean, it's always crowded there, but it's it just mm-hmm. felt more crowded this time, and it was harder to get through. And they actually did uh, announce the attendance at the end of the game, and it was about 19,900-some, which I'd never seen a, a number that high. Yeah, those um, are. It's usually around, like, 19,700 or so, right around there. Um, so they sold an extra 200 seat tickets? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah and okay. the, that's a problem. Those extra 200 people, all they're doing is crowding the concourses. That's Right, yeah. yeah. And, that's and 200 people will make a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, I mean, I, I get what they're doing. And I mean, let's go. I mean, that's we they wanted to build the environment, you know, build the atmosphere, which they certainly did. It was loud. I mean, I, I was, you know, I was watching it on TV, obviously, and it was you could hear it just on sitting on my couch. I mean, it was loud. The atmosphere is wonderful. Wonderwall was out of control, just chanting nonstop. So, I mean, yeah, they, they accomplished what they wanted to do. And so I guess I'm, I'm done complaining. Let's put it that way. Well, another thing pregame we should mention too, guys, is they put up a nice TIFO for Callum and Kendra yeah, uh, saying thank you uh, from the supporters groups and from the fans, because this was the last game that uh, Callum and Kendra will be doing for the loons because of the move to Apple TV next year. And we're, we're, we're fairly certain Callum is going to be with the Apple TV team for soccer. I was going to say, no, so no, we might, we nothing. might hear him call another loons game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he, actually he I was wondering if, if it's possible, I mean, it is possible for us to have a home playoff game. Isn't it not? Yes, uh, it is. Because so why would they not do that? We're, we're the, we're the six seed. So technically, oh. if RSL is it that upsets yeah. Uh, yeah. three seeds, so then awesome. technically, yes, we if if Minnesota won and RSL won, then there could be a home playoff game for Minnesota. So, so I mean, it wouldn't that possible. be possible that Cal and Kendra would still do a game? Uh no, because those, the it's so uh, that would be on ESPN or FS. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So it'd yeah, so probably is... be like John Champion and Taylor Twelman or something. Right. Like yeah. That. yeah. So this is the last game for uh, Callum and Kendra in the booth. Um, we wish them well. It's been a great, uh, how many, what, four or five years, guys? I mean, yeah, uh, five, five years, five years, years five years, six years, actually. six years. Wow. Six. Yeah. All right. So it's Cal's been a great been, six years. Cal's been the commentator since they began MLS, right? Yeah. 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 He, yes. Yes. And yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, good luck to Cal out in New York with his new family. I mean, guys obviously going places and i'll miss listening to him i think you guys will too miss listening to him yeah yeah on he's the broadcast because great broadcasting voice he's he's he definitely i love the the british kind of uh mm-hmm. uh very uh, very much 
he he uses a lot of adjectives and colorful words to to uh to to articulate what uh what's going on in the game whereas you know um that's very british of him whereas in uh let's say the latin america one they go they are more excitable and they are loud and that can be exciting too but but i personally prefer the british so i was very happy that cal was on the team they picked a good one when they picked cal and, yep. and Kendra too. And Kendra too. Kendra's, Kendra's great. great. Uh, uh, Minnesota, a Minnesota native too. I think Kendra yeah. is. She is. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota golfer uh, soccer team. That's right. So, uh, but uh, yeah. So that kind of got us into the game. All games started at four eighteen precise time for the Western Conference, of course. Um, and this game started off, guys. Uh, David, you were down on this game in the beginning. Uh, sloppy play yeah i mean i thought that first 20 well all the way up i mean even past the goal um i I just felt like we were i don't know we were just playing a bit i thought ray was playing a bit lazy um he had a lot of dispossessions he had a few bad passes um we didn't really seem like i mean we were all all about possessing the ball because i mean we controlled like 80 percent of the possession at one point but um, we weren't doing anything with it. I mean, there's possession and then there's meaningful possession. Um, and I just didn't feel like we were trying to do anything with it. We were pretty lazy, lazy in the final third. And, yeah, I, I was very down on it. Even after we scored the first goal, I was down Yeah, uh, for a few minutes. I, I, I could tell that, David. And, I mean, I don't blame you for that. And I, I see your side of it. I, I just – like, my take was I, – I think – I think one thing I want to get back to is just the, the lineup. Um, it was before we get too much further into the game. It was nice to see. I know you guys probably feel the same way. It was nice to see Robin Lewis back, yeah, back sure. in the starting 11. Yeah. Uh, what was it? It's been at least three games since we seen since we saw him in the starting lineup, if not more. That was nice. I think that had a little bit of a calming effect because, like, yeah, David, to your point, yeah, it wasn't the best, uh, the best start that we could have had, but I think – Maybe there was a little bit of more calmness in the back. And although, even though, you know, even though Vancouver did had, have some, you know, shots on goal attempts early on, I think there was a little calmness, at least by me. I think by the team as well. Um, I just think it felt, I think with Robin Lud back in the central, you know, midfield, I think it added, I think it kind of gave a little reprieve to the rest of the players. I don't think there was a, as much of a panic to get back. I don't think I felt a little more comfortable with Robin Lud is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Dave. It's, um, you know, with, with Ariaga back there, it's very, um, gosh, what's the word that I want it, It's very kind of like erratic. Um, yeah. And I don't think him and Will do very well together. I think they mm-hmm. kind of, they're, I mean, Will's pretty erratic too. Um, and so they, they kind of make things, overall erratic i'll just use the word three times and it, yeah lud is very much uh, a solid presence he's very calming as you said he's uh I, I think we have more um willingness to depend on him to clean things up um he's a bit crisper with what he does generally um you don't see him do a lot of rash fouling like we saw will do tonight even or this afternoon even um so yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent, Dave. I mean, that's yeah. having Lud in there was was 
very positive for us. Yeah. And, and I know we're, I know. It, yeah. I'm sorry. I was just going to back to David. I mean, I know we were having our kind of back and forth is, is who had the better, you know, 15 minutes. And I know we had our little back and forth in our text thread, but like, you know, my, my point was at least, you know, Minnesota did, did have some moments going forward as well as, you know, Vancouver did too. But it, I, I guess looking at the game, it was like, we've seen this before from Minnesota having their chances yeah. and not making anything of it. And it's right. just like, it was a broken record. And we're, that we were in danger of just continuing on that, you know, path and letting Vancouver get the yeah. better of us. But, and I, I should point out that I was, I was, more poking the bear with you than anything but i thought you might have because i i i mean i think even if you listen to cal you know speaking to cal and kendra tony like their last broadcast they they were you know they're a pro minnesota lineup but they i mean i was kind of taking their lead they had some points you know minnesota did have possession but again david if you're not going to make anything with that possession then what does that matter um but uh yeah i mean i've always looked at it as you know even unmeaningful possession if you just keep the ball they can't score so um not that you want to see that type of play unless but you know maybe you do but um yeah i mean I, a lot of that was just me poking at you yeah so yeah connor what was for being yeah. at the game how did the first 15 minutes feel, you know prior to the goal i mean we're not beating around the bush here how, I mean, what was I the think- atmosphere like I think you guys hit it right on the head. It was uh, it, it was kind of uh, up and down a little bit. Uh, neither team seemed particularly dominant. Uh, where Minnesota would make a bad pass, Vancouver would make another bad pass, and we'd end up with the ball again. And we were the slightly better side, but still not great. So and what was, was the what was the atmosphere like though? At the I mean, what was the crowd like? Was it loud? Was it just? Uh, the Wonderwall was definitely louder than I'd heard it in a long time. Uh, they were singing and chanting all over the place, but, uh, you know, it, it wasn't particularly exciting. It was, uh, I, at least where I was sitting, there was barely any noise. We were just kind of watching the game. And normally there's at least, at least in my section, there would be at least some chanting and singing and, uh, just some giving the ref a hard time, even though he probably can't hear us. And it was, uh, I mean, not exciting. I, I guess it, you just saw a lot of back and forth and not in a good way. So we, yeah, I, I would say the environment in there wasn't uh, definitely, we were, I'd, I'd seen it more, exci- more excitable for sure. Just a little nervous tension knowing the importance of the game. And, I wouldn't even you know. say nervous. It was oh. just, it, it was just, I mean, not nothing, but it was not exciting up until um, what happened with, with uh, Franco in the 19th, 19th minute, and we'll go into that in a little bit. Let's yeah, get we, on it right now. Let's, let's go. Let's get on. Let's get on the Franco goal because this was yeah. set up by, um, actually assisted by Ray on this goal, intercepting the pass uh, yep. in the in the attacking third. There, uh, Ray intercepts a pass, gets it off to Franco. Frank goes up the middle of the pitch, right outside the box, strikes one, left-hand side, left corner, boom. There we go. Just, First goal of the game. I mean, so many levels. I mean, we're like what we're just talking about here, we're talking about how we're not all that, you know, like Connor mentioned, not all that excited. You know, we're back and forth about who's, 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 who's doing better in this game. But, I mean, how about that for a wake-up call? 
how about that for a wake up call to just get the home crowd? I mean, this is a home game just to get them just blown up and excited. I mean, you know, run a play or not. I mean, we can argue about that. We're done. I think we're done with that, but I mean, just huge shot in the butt just to get that, that in the back of the net, just fantastic. And good for Frank Capone, obviously. Well, you have, you have yeah. to get the fans, uh, you have to get their hands off their seats. I mean, we know that the Wonderwall guys, uh, people are are doing their thing all fucking game, right? Right. But there is 70, 75, well, not more than 75% of the stadium is just fans like where you sit, Connor. And yeah. they don't get into the game until you score or make some great plays. Yeah. And I'll tell and you, you score when, early. Yeah. When uh, when Franco scored that goal, the entire stadium went from zero to a hundred, and uh, everybody got out of their seats. the The cheer was definitely I I hadn't heard a cheer for a goal as loud as that probably since, you know, the one that pops out for me is Ozzy Alonso's goal, uh, the first one in Allianz Field history, and uh, they uh, it, it was. I, I mean, yeah, again, it went from zero to a hundred. It was just the, the noise level went through the roof and people were a little bit more excited after that. Uh, as for the goal, great strike by Franco Fragapani. He keeps it low. Uh, it in, uh, and goalkeeper seem the goalkeeper seems to have a hard time going low when he tries to save it. And it's right outside the 18 yard box, which you, nobody's closing him down. So what I've, I hope that people take that as more of an example to go by because I see so many times where Minnesota's on the attack and they're right outside the 18 yard box and don't take the shot. Exactly. So yeah. I Great hope point, that they need like, more selfishness. They Great really point, Connor, Cause I think, yeah, I can. Yeah. I mean, you weren't, I mean, you've probably heard all the comments, but like you weren't on the pod last weekend, but we were this, it was the same complaint. It's we're looking for confidence from this team, you know, where, as opposed to, you know, he, he had so much space and took yeah. his, took his time coming down and instead of passing it off, he, you know, he said, you know what, I'm going to take the shot. And he did, and he should have, cause he had the space and he took it yeah. and was glad to see, because we've seen, we almost seen the exact opposite, not almost, we saw the exact opposite just a week ago where instead of maybe taking a shot with all that space, Franco passes it, but here he took the shot and, you know, it was a good shot. And just he never had the opportunity last, you know, a week ago. So it was yeah. awesome to see. Yeah. And it's and not that's yeah. not going to go in 100 percent of the time, but no, you know, you, but it was very but, well taken. The great great job by Franco to keep the ball down because I, I mean, later on in the game, I saw tons of shots that uh, could have gone well, but just sailed over the net. Um, so well done to Franco Fragapane keeping his uh, keeping the ball down. Yeah, you know, I think uh, something about those shots even if you miss them, which they are lower percentage shots, it still keeps the defense honest. Like they're going to have to give you less space, which opens lanes behind them. um, If they know that you're going to possibly take a shot. And so the fact that we rarely ever do, I think that's what leads to uh, situations like today where they gave him acres of space because we don't ever take those shots. They're they're willing to take that chance of having to make a block if necessary. But um, if you if you actually wind up on shots that are 18, 20 yards out, it, it keeps the defense honest. It keeps the goalie honest. Um, it, it opens up lanes behind them. It 
as long as everybody's on the same page, it, it can really, really benefit the team. Yeah. This is a, this is something that I feel Franco showed today that he had, uh, if you guys remember a few years ago, Miguel Ibarra was a, was a player that had a bunch of those opportunities in front of goal and he could have taken those shots, but they more often than not sailed over goal, which of course good on him for taking the shot. Um, but you know what? I forgot where I was going with that. I'm sorry. I, I don't, <laughs> um, just a leg up, just kind of had a leg up on that where you were, you keep your, your body above the ball. And most people, most players don't tend to do that nowadays. And so I'm, I'm very happy that, uh, well, Franco did that. Today. Yeah. And, and you now it's well, good on him to get, you know, to get that first one, because we have seen whether we're talking about this game or the last couple of games, we've seen a lot of shots go high and wide. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was before or after, but DJ Taylor had kind of, kind of a gold moment from the other opposite side of the box, but similar position. The Luis had one. Yeah, yeah there's Ryan been a number of shots. Lud had one. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm. These guys are professionals. I'm not. I'm, but I'm just saying. Yeah, we've, we've seen it today and other you know recently where your your adrenaline gets the better of you and you just kind of send it too high i mean i'm not talking from experience but i'm talking from what i've seen and we've seen too many shots go high and wide lately so yeah connor good point it was nice to see uh you know franco just keep it down and just give give you know put it on put it on goal and give it a shot and sure enough outstretched hands of the goalkeeper and it went in so that was that was a huge goal at that point because we knew you know we knew now at that point you know what 20 minutes into the game not even that you know Vancouver needs to score two goals at that point from that point on Vancouver needs to score two goals so that that changes the game obviously at that point too um I was keeping track of the other scores around the league and Houston had had gone up one nil on the LA Galaxy and so I was that we were in that last uh we were in that last home spot yeah uh, the uh the uh, broadcast was doing a good job of keeping us uh, in the loop as well. So yeah, there was there. Yeah. So at that time in that moment in time, Minnesota was in fourth position and in line to host a playoff game. And so, you know, last long. I, you know, coming into this game, I didn't even consider that a possibility. I mean, just cause you look at the permutations that were required to, to make that happen. I, I was just looking for a win, you know, number one, or even a draw, but a win. When right. you're in, that's all you're looking for. When you're in, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Make it easy. So right after that goal, guys. Of course, we get the uh, we get a yellow card for trap. Uh, that's a normal yeah. thing. What else? That the, the only the interesting thing, like it was a clear yellow. I said, "Yep, that's a yellow." And David, I think you said, "Like, was it? It probably wasn't necessary." And honestly, it probably wasn't. But we'll never know. I guess it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Fortunately, nothing came of the free kick, and so we will never know. But uh, it was a clear yellow, and so I think yeah. we can move on. But so we uh, we had some chances here and there, guys. But really, the first half was about that first goal, and then yeah. we go into the half, and we're up one nil, which is a good mm-hmm. thing to go into the mm-hmm. half with. Yeah. Um, come out of the half, and probably like what, what ten minutes out of the half, uh, Jogo comes in for Mender Garcia. Um, so. Things change up. Uh, Robin Lud, I think, switched up to like right mid, and 
got more involved in the attack. Um, but we had more uh, attacking uh, chances after Jogo came in. I think uh, Lud missed a shot. We had Ray miss a shot. Uh, so we were getting our chances. We were up. We were up there. We were doing our thing. It was looking well, really good. Yeah, yeah, and it's essentially because, like, and like I just, I kind of touched on it. Like, I, I made the point. Okay, with the you're you're coming out of halftime with a one goal lead, knowing Vancouver needs a win. I mean, a draw wasn't going to cut it, and so I was a little bit more concerned about, you know, maybe they're going to just, you know, push it all ahead, and what what, what would we see on the counterattack? But it wasn't really about that to me. I don't think the second half wasn't about the Minnesota counter. I think. Honestly, at least in the start of the second half, Minnesota controlled the possession for the most part and had the better opportunities for the most part as well. So very promising. I never felt nervous, even with the one goal lead, you know, worrying that it would, you know, that Vancouver might equalize, but well, just know, felt I'm pretty glad, good. I'm glad you weren't nervous because I certainly was. <laughs> one nil is a, is a dangerous scoreline in my opinion. So yeah, I don't know. I just, playoffs I, in the line, I just, I, I couldn't shake the feeling that, we were going to somehow screw this up. Anyway. I, I felt like uh, Vancouver got more, more organized, even if it wasn't necessarily coming out very clearly. I just felt like they were far more organized, especially around like the, maybe the 55th minute or so on throughout the match. Yeah, we had a lot of opportunities, um, but the possession started leveling out significantly. Um, you started seeing Vancouver get into the final third a lot more often. Um, I don't know that I was super nervous about it, but I still was expecting to see a goal um, from them. I just felt like it was it was coming. There were a number of times I think Kalman had had a, a crazy. Um, clearance out uh there's one time boxel had to come over onto the left side and clear ball out um dsc had a couple of huge saves i texted the one that you guys didn't respond to i just said dsc yikes because that save was incredible i don't know that it was going in it might have actually hit the oh. crossbar if he wouldn't have made it but i think it um, was I, I think i'm glad you brought that up like yeah it D was going in DSC. the top corner yeah but yeah i mean yeah. i i really think that there were there were some moments, especially after the 60th minute, that Vancouver was starting to look like they were they were going to do something. They had basically a four-man front um, pretty much the rest of the second half. Um, so they, they were pushing. It's just we had enough opportunities, I think, to where it, it wasn't quite as obvious. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks for straightening me out a little bit, David. And, and, and yeah, and also bringing up, the point that DSC let's not forget about Dane he yeah he made a tremendous save or two to keep to, to keep Minnesota in this game and so yeah good point I guess I'm just thinking overall I just kind of like Tony might have mentioned earlier I just kind of was thinking about oh maybe Minnesota would park the bus so to speak I don't think they did that you know no, I don't think they did either yeah so I, yeah that that's what I was getting at but yeah yeah t th appreciate your uh your technical input there so Certainly, and, you know, and I, I'd like to add, um, it's I'm impressed that he didn't. I don't, I don't feel like he really did at any point. Um, he even with once Rosales came in, um, Rosales was pitching, pushing up the pitch. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I really hope that that's a sign that 
Adrian's figured out that they can't. Because <laughs> we, um, we've seen it before. And it yeah. doesn't always work out well. So works out terribly, actually. And anytime you park the bus, it somehow finds that you they find a way to get through the bus. I don't know how it works, but they do. And but we didn't. And you're right. Uh, let's talk about Rosales coming in because Dave, David, you mentioned that Rosales came in and immediately we scored a goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird, right? And this was uh this was Jogo's first goal as a loon. Yeah, he gets the little he gets the little garbage. I call it a little garbage goal because this is the ball came up and it was there and that he just he just had to kick it. He could just run in. He could just ran into it with his chest and would have gone in. I mean, really, it was definitely a very fortunate um, deflection that he got on the cross uh, because it's um, you know Rosales uh, tries to put the ball in. It's blocked by a um a vancouver player but it takes just the right bounce to get over that other vancouver defender and straight onto jogo's foot so it's uh it, it was very fortunate but hey i i'll take it it's certainly it's it's it certainly helped us out and, yeah it does yeah and it's uh yeah i was just gonna say you know yeah, uh, to reiterate that rosales part you know Rosales is very good when we use him in that situation. Um, yeah. When we when we put him back with Ariaga or with Trap, I mean where where he was tonight, but uh, kind of, um, but allow him to push forward and get into those dangerous areas. Um, you start seeing the ability to. Uh, I mean, he, he's got a lot of speed. He's got he's got a good cross. He um, has from what I've noticed, pretty solid vision on his passing. Um, I mean, it, use him in a way that's best suited. And he is a winger. Ultimately, he is a winger. So let him push forward like that and and do it. And when he has been allowed to do that, we see good things. I mean, we don't always see goals out of it, but we see danger from the attack, which is yep. what we want to see. Yep. And uh, so uh, Gojo gets the garbage goal. We're up 2-0, guys. This is, I mean, we're pretty much, this is it. I mean, this is, we're good to go. There are 20 minutes left in this game. They're bringing Benitez for a Fragapane to basically be more defensive. Benitez, Benitez is not really defensive, though, but. <laughs> right. He definitely didn't play defensive. <laughs> it is, it is what it is when you look at the bench we had today. Technically, like, it's yeah, a defensive no, substitution. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, but, I suppose maybe he's a little bit more defensive than Franco, but I mean, yeah. not much, though. It's like no. marginal at that. <laughs> yeah. But at that point, uh, at like that point in the, the game, position, I mean, though. at 80th minute, basically, you're talking now Vancouver literally needs to score three goals or they're, or they're done. So, I mean, yeah, which they didn't. We, we pretty much held the ball. Uh, we had some opportunities too. I mean, even with our defensive shape, we were up there making shots, uh, passing the ball, and they're in their attacking in our attacking third. And it was it was good. It was nice to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and the, and we're talking about you know it is decision day. So I think I think even Con- or Connor, as as you're sitting there in the stands, you knew that uh, the the whole hosting a home game in the playoffs wasn't a reality. But uh, I mean, no. at that point, you probably knew. Even, you know, with 10 or 15 minutes left in the game, you knew that Minnesota was going to go to the playoffs. 
That when was... they scored that second goal, I was, it was definitely more of a reality because yeah. Vancouver showed no signs of coming back into the game. So I was pretty secure after that point. Yeah. So uh, guys who win the game 2-0, decision day at Allianz Field is a success. It is decided. Uh, yep. Decided. And we ended up moving up a spot in the playoffs too. Yeah, we did. Yep. We're in sixth six. place. Yeah. Which means we will face Dallas in which... Dallas sometime next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't announced the times yeah. yet, but uh, it's going to be Saturday, Sunday. Could be Monday. Um, but they, I think it's just Saturday and Sunday. Here's, yeah. here's, here's what I don't get, guys. We know decision day. Okay. They've set it up decision day. They have all these plans where. Can we not fucking figure out when we're going to play the game next weekend already? It should yeah, be all set. It should be how, all yeah, set. Especially, especially the, since you know LAFC has got the one seed. Austin's got number two what, yeah. uh, all wrapped up. Dallas was going to be number three. This is just MLS milking it, isn't it? Really, it, it is. I mean, it, it should be literally two weeks ago. We should have known. Okay, these seeds yeah. play this game this day. These seeds mm-hmm. play this game, and if and even yeah. into the second round, it's okay if these teams win and it's this game and it's yeah. I, I don't know I mean, why they don't have you know what, you know what it is. Though? It's, it's hard to plan. plan. You know, you're planning. You want no. to plan for travel or anything else? There's no planning. Means- no, because uh, I don't think because either way, you're gonna have to. You, you have some idea of where you're going to play in the playoffs if you uh, if you do make the playoffs. So you should have your certain times where – or, like, if you have travel plans, you're going to need that entire weekend, basically. So you're going to need to be out there. And then you've got um, – especially in – like I say again, with, uh, with teams that had already gotten their spots all locked up, they're – the one thing I can understand is that if maybe things were going to flip around and there were going to be new stadium venues, then, yes, maybe there – then maybe there had to be – a little bit of flipping around of the schedule, but there still should have been set times when people are going to play. True. Yeah. True. But the big thing is, guys, and I, I think I just answered my own question. It's the MLS, but it's also the um, the TV providers. It's the ESPNs, ABC. Well, they're all the same now, but trying to figure out where to put these games so they get the best uh, sponsorships. Really, it's the best ad space because they're going to want to put the LAFC game in prime time. They're going to dump the Minnesota FC Dallas game to like midday sometime. Well, they'll put know? it against the they'll put it against a college game, a big Not college game. game. Well, yeah, you, yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, I don't know, I, it it's tough. But like you're talking about the LA Galaxy Nashville game. That's big, big primetime game. But like. Uh, what what's let's talk about the the as long as we're talking about the playoffs. Let's what what side of the bracket would you rather be on? Now, obviously, you'd rather be on the side where you're hosting a game, but now that you're not, I mean, do you think? Here's the question I'm asking: Do you think Minnesota got lucky to be on the opposite side of LA Galaxy now instead of? I mean, yes, they have to go to Dallas. However, if they win that game, they will not have to go. You know. To LAFC, I would rather play in I would rather play LA, honestly. I because I think LA LA is questionable. We talked about this last episode. I think mm. like they've been they've been kind of all over the place. They they chose to phone it in today, 
um, because they knew they didn't need it, um, arguably. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'd rather play them. I think LA, you know, yeah. I, I don't like the teams that are like Dallas, yeah, where they're I, like maybe good, but not, you know, you don't really know. And I, I definitely um, don't disagree with anything you just said, David, but the the flip side of that is if Minnesota does win, there is a possibility that they could host you know, the second round no, game. One, oh, that's right. one game. One game. That's that's yeah. the advantage. because they wouldn't because they wouldn't host the uh no, the, uh, no, they couldn't conference. But is, they couldn't. At least there's they a possibility. Couldn't. Whereas if you were LA, if you were the Galaxy or Nashville, there is no possibility where you'd be hosting a second round game. At least Minnesota now technically has a chance to host mm-hmm. a second round game. I I have always liked going into the playoffs under the radar. You know, having to take the hard route through the playoffs. I've always been a fan of that kind of stuff. Um, because people write you off easier when you're on the road all the time. It gives you the upper hand, being prepared, coming into a game that all, everybody's already expecting you to lose. Um, it's it's just a better storyline for me, yeah. I think, um, personally. But no. I, I get what you're saying, but I'd rather – go in under the radar expected to lose then host a game yeah i i don't disagree david at all don't disagree but i just i'll tell you what looking at the three games obviously i'll be most interested in the minnesota dallas game but i mean that at that austin rsl game that's i mean that's really interesting to me you know austin tremendous season they played tremendously well for the majority of the season but they're going to play a pretty good so RSL team. RSL's been hot lately. Yeah. They, they so that's going to be really interesting. So we'll see how that yeah, goes. Yeah, I agree. That's that's going to be the – I think that's the key matchup for uh, the West yeah. this round. Definitely. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's take a quick break. Come back from break. we got our predictions to make. Uh, Loons versus Dallas next weekend sometime. Uh and then, uh, Connor, you got any history today? Um, check back with me after the break. All right. Maybe some history and then one quick funny story. So uh, we'll be back in just one minute. And we're back. Quick break. Guys, let's talk about our predictions for next week's game against Dallas. This will be in Dallas at an unspecified time on an unspecified channel. So please remember that when you make predictions, that's unspecified time and unspecified channel. Because I know I base my predictions on what time they're going to play and what channel they're going to be on. So uh, let's start with you, Connor. What do you think for next weekend? Uh, Well, I think Minnesota is going to be flying high off of this win because it's the first win they've had in six games. And Minnesota are kind of a, have kind of been a streaky team this year. They've uh, they've had a good streak. They had a bad streak at the beginning, and, and then they had a bad streak at the end. But now they've got this win, and I'm hoping that's to be start of a new that of a new streak. Um, emphasis on the word hope. But um, I'm gonna be optimistic on this one. We've beaten Dallas before this year in Dallas, and I'm gonna say a one nil win. One nil. Yep. All right. That is, of course, um, 
it all comes down to whether or not they play load in the defensive midfield because that seems to work out. I think, I think they will, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, Dave, what about you? I'm gonna be. I think I, you know, I don't think I nailed the um, Vancouver score 100, but I predicted the win. I'm gonna continue on with that streak. I'm gonna go. Minnesota is gonna win two nil. So even more optimistic than Connor, but I salute you, yeah. Dave. Right. Thank you. All right, David, what do you got? Um, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna kind of go with what Connor said. You know, we have been really streaky, and it it's been so long since we've won. It's really kind of sad to say, uh, but it, it's been so long that I feel like we're going to back it up with another win. Um, I, especially with Lud back, uh, I, I think he got pulled early because you know he wasn't fully fit yet. Um, I'm not too concerned about Mender. I think they pulled him just to make sure. Um, I. It's it's pick. You guys are all picking wins. I, I think I have to pick a win. Like I said, I'm gonna stick with the scoreline that I've been choosing for like the last ten games, and that's two one. I, I just can't see us not allowing a goal, and I just don't think it's gonna be three two. So I, I'm going to a two one. You just can't pick a draw. That's all you can. Right. Well, there's yeah. Well, I mean, and you could but draws you'd go to penalties. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Sure. Um. I don't like a loons win, guys. I think they're gonna lose five to nothing. You should go with that. You should go with that. And you might get um mm-hmm. not gonna go with that. I believe you guys are right, though. I think this is the hopefully the start of something new. Uh they get back on, on track. Um, I think it's gonna be I'm gonna go with a two to one win as well, David. I I I see them not I see them allowing a goal at some point. Uh, probably in the first 15 minutes and us all going, Oh shit, season's over. And somehow miraculously we scored two goals in the last, you know, half in the second half and we're all happy. So two to one loons win for me. All right. We all have all right, well, victories. Go playoffs. Well, either way, here's, you know, cheers to the uh, loons being in the playoffs for the fourth consecutive year. I mean, that's yeah, right. Nothing. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And and cheers to the playoffs not having Seattle, Portland, Kansas yes. City. I mean, Atlanta. that's fantastic. That's, that's shocking. I mean, the obviously in the Loons existence, Seattle has always been in the playoffs, but in, mm-hmm. in for the last 13 years this, you know, Seattle has been in the playoffs. But yeah, you're right, David. That's a good point. Yeah, look Portland, Ving, Portland, Seattle, Kansas City. I guess those are the three that are the kind of the shockers. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. It's crazy. No, no Atlanta either, right? No Atlanta? No Atlanta. Uh, uh, if you go switch Inter to the Miami. East. Inter Miami and Orlando City both made it in. So, yeah, I guess, you know, when we made the yeah. trip to uh, Miami, we don't have to feel as bad. At least, at least yeah. when True. we, we lost to a playoff team. Yeah. We saw I also that. feel that much better about losing to Cincinnati at home because they, yeah. they have also made the playoffs as a five seed. But New England, you know, New England, weren't they the, uh, you know, the um, the Shield winners last year? 
Yes, they did. Man, they and they, they didn't make the playoffs this year. So That's right. Yeah. Been surprising. Toronto. I mean, Toronto nearly uh, finished last in the East, but didn't. Yeah. yeah. No Toronto, oh. no uh, Atlanta, no New England. But I think but you've got uh, Montreal coming in, Miami, Orlando, Cincinnati. It's, it's it. It's good to see, though. I mean, not not for those teams that we mentioned, but just the parity in the league, the competitive competitiveness in the league. You know, the 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 difference between third place and thirteenth place in any given conference. You know, that's just fun. I mean, and that what makes decision day so fun. So yep. yeah, yeah, it's right. awesome. And uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens next weekend, guys. It's a big slate of games next weekend. Be fun. Uh, Connor, you got some history for us? I got a little bit, yeah. So let's go to my precious historical calendar here. Today is October 9th, isn't it? So we're going to go back to October 2nd, and we're going to pick some out of the hay. Oh, here's a fun one. Uh, October 3rd, 2017, United win 3-2 at Atlanta United. Nice. How about that? Good, oh, that's uh, right. That was the first. Was that the first loss that they had at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was the first loss they had in Atlanta. So we, yeah. it was. It's also the only time we've ever beaten Atlanta. So it's. Okay. Uh, so I keep that very close to my heart. And let's see. We're gonna go with October. Uh, wow, I'm just looking at these right now. And uh, okay, here we go. Uh, we're gonna go with October seventh, nineteen ninety nine, when the Thunder won leg two of the USL A League Western Conference Final. Um, they won two one and won on aggregate six two against nice. the against the San Diego Flash. Oh, cool, so that was a nice one. Flash, yeah, mm. very fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we're gonna do one last one. Uh, 2011, October 8th, the Stars won leg one of the NASL semifinal playoffs against the Carolina Railhawks 1-0. And I believe that's the year that the Stars went on to win it all. So, I think so. Yeah. Good old Railhawks. Yeah. yeah. We figured out what the Railhawk was, didn't we, at some point? We did. I think I think we just made something up. Yeah. No, we. Yeah. I looked it up. I'm pretty sure I looked it up. Didn't... Yeah. Don't go looking up uh, what brewery Dave had last week, though. Don't look that up. <laughs> Blake, Blake did it. I knew Blake would do it. And he did it, and yep. uh, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's not cool. But uh, well, thanks, thanks, Connor, for your history. Uh, one funny story, guys, before we get out of here. Uh, it's about a, a mysterious odor in a Utah town. Uh, mystery odor stinks up Utah City. Cause remains unknown. So. Usually when these things pop up, there's a reason why they're popping up. Like, well, it's the, the the farm down the street and they're, you know, they're spreading the manure. We all smell it in Minnesota in the fall or spring with the manure spreading and it wafts over to us. And yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, officials in Utah City are investigating the cause of a foul odor reported by residents. And it did, did not appear to come from the sewer. So they're like, oh, they thought of the sewer first. Said, no, no, not there. Uh, North Salt Lake City said they noticed the odor Thursday morning and multiple locals compared the smell to rotting meat. Now, who doesn't like the smell of rotting meat? Come on. That's a good smell, isn't it? No. 
terrible. Uh, South Davis uh, Sewer District General Manager Matt Myers said the district received about 50 reports of foul odor, odor Thursday, but officials do not believe the smell was coming from the sewers. Uh, community uh, Development Directors of the Odor reached City Hall, and police and building inspectors reported detecting the stench all over the city. I've been out, driven around about two hours trying to locate it, uh, this, this community development director says. There are pockets of smell throughout the city and also outside the city. Uh, North Salt Lake City Manager Ken Leatham said the smell is reported as far north as Farmington, not Farmington, Minnesota, Farmington, Utah. Uh, he said officials determined the odor is also not likely coming from any of the local refineries. So they have the, the refineries for the cat, cows in there. Uh, residents said the smell dissipated with evening winds, but the cause of the odor remains a mystery, guys. Mm. So uh, uh. this town has a rotting meat smell problem. What could it fucking be? Seriously. We'll never know. Could be. Could be. Uh, we have everybody's watching the new Dahmer thing on Netflix. I mean, right. Come on. It could be that. Uh, could That's be. That's weird. Uh, yeah, isn't it weird though? It's like yeah. rotting. Uh, wait, meat smell. wait. So you're telling me we don't very, you don't have the answer for us? I was. No, I was no say, it's not very often that you you have a story that doesn't have a solving of the mystery. You know, it's a mystery, guys. Yeah, it'd been cool if it was like, oh yeah, this uh, refinery was doing some things, and but nope, didn't happen. But what will happen though in the next two weeks? They'll find out it was some stupid shit. Like, oh, the sewer guys, there was a thing plugged up here. And it was, you know, but no, it's still a mystery. Well, <laughs> stay tuned for next weekend's episode. Hopefully we'll yeah. have an answer. Yeah. It's a teaser. Oh. Huh. Damn it, Tony. I was really hoping you'd tell us what the funny smell oh. was. It's kind of like the old Batman uh, uh, shows back in the 60s. There's always like at the end of like, are Batman and Robin going to get out of the Joker's lair? Find yes. out next week. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And like as a kid, now, if you were a kid back in the '60s and that happened, do you think those kids actually believed that Batman and Robin would not get out of it? Like you knew they had to get out of the Joker's lair, right? You know, we have decades of knowledge at our hands, yeah, to know that that's the case. But back then, they didn't have that so yeah it's possible i mean look so kids were at school that whole week like nerds like myself were at school going holy shit batman and robin are stuck in the joker's lair yeah i don't know what's gonna happen next week they're gonna die and then and it, what am i gonna what am i gonna watch on friday nights right you know? and and honestly back then i don't think you were a nerd if you like batman that was pretty mainstream yeah well he was yeah not anymore well, it no. is sort of, but yeah, if you're into it as much as I am or some other people, yeah. That's... But, you know, I, I really do kind of think that people may not. I mean, if you try to, like, negate everything you know now, I, I, I have about... a feeling some people may not have thought that. Oh, mm -hmm. think about War of, the, War of the Worlds. People believe that shit. You know, the radio War of the Worlds stuff, you know, there's aliens that came down. Holy shit. Aliens yeah. are here. Oh my god! You know, yeah. God, now we're all way too smart for ourselves. We can well, debunk anything. Right now, TV has gotten too smart for that too. So they come up right. with true. new true. cliffhangers for for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like especially if you watch shows like Game of Thrones or something like that. 
No more. I mean, I, I think they need to come out with a new Batman and Robin series that Batman and Robin actually die. Well, in like in like episode four, right? Well, in the comics, randomly com- knock him off. In the comic books, he uh, Robin dies, killed by the Joker. Right? I don't the think I knew that. Joker. Yeah, that happens. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing that we you know have those technology now. We can figure things out for ourselves. Back in the day, they probably couldn't. You know. So, yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? Well, I mean, I, I feel like we need to run this episode for another 25 minutes. No, we don't. It's, <laughs> it's far too short. We're not, we're, not play, we're not doing the Minnesota goodbye. Not I mean, you, you should almost uh, just leave a bunch of silence at the end. Just oh, so sure. people wait <laughs> and wait yeah. and wait for something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. no, they got to no. be coming back. It's too short. Yeah. We can save the long episode for when they win for the playoff victory next weekend. We can save that episode. No, we'll save the long one for when they win MLS Cup 50 years from now. (laughs) 50 years from now. (laughs) Don't think this podcast will be going in 50 years, Connor. I just don't. Don't worry. You never know. Connor's still young. Connor's still young. You never know. I'll be 83 years old and I'll be able to (laughs) just, I'll have some new whippersnappers on there with me. Unless your son takes over. Yeah, that'd be cool. My son, will be 50, son will, my son will be fifty-one. Yeah, maybe he'll take over the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my daughters won't. Like uh, David's kids won't. No. Maybe. Well, maybe Ollie would. No, they'll end up being fans. Well, if I, well, what, if I have or kids, Miami. they could yeah. be young at that time. <clears throat> I, you know, you never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. <clears throat> yeah, throwing it out yeah. there. Throwing it. Pop right. Pop. Yeah, throw it out there, Dave. There yeah. Cool. All right, guys. So uh, next weekend, playoff game, undetermined time, undetermined channel. We'll hopefully do this podcast next Sunday night, depending on when the Loons play. If they play late Sunday, we probably won't do the podcast on that. We'll do it Monday, but we'll figure it all out. So we we survived for another week here uh, on this podcast, and we're not – you know, if they had lost today, guys. One more week. One more week. <laughs> if we had lost today, guys, we'd be talking next week would be our what the fuck went wrong with this team podcast. Right. Or right. actually it'd be, the, it'd be the the award show where we give out yes. the uh, Gonzalez or Gomez award for the worst player on the team. Yep. Uh, the Alexi Gomez award. Make, so make sure you guys are thinking about the Alexi Gomez award for worst player on the team this year. Yeah, man. That might be a challenging one this year. Yeah, it's very yeah. challenging. I think it's going to be an easy one, actually, because we'll have so many options. All right, challenging in the sense that you won't know how to choose from. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're. No, I, I, I have my pick already. Oh, okay. I, I guarantee it's. I do it was not. Picked, it was picked weeks ago. I do not it, have my pick yet. Ours initials picked either. Ours initials WT. No. No. Oh, okay. They're not. It's oh. not. Ooh, this could be interesting. If it's not WT, oh. then hey, let's not oh, no. speculate until the season's over. Let's yeah. go. We got to play. Uh, we game. should go back. Yeah. We leave it at that. Let's go. Yeah. We should yeah. go back through playoffs, our predictions. Playoffs, playoffs. We made at the at the beginning of the season too, like where we thought. Right, yeah. Uh, thought oh shit! I don't, even, end up. I don't even remember that that back that far. Oh my god, that's so long. Ago. I, I feel like we're all right in the mix. I think we are. For yeah. where we've been so far. Oh, I think all of us picked between 
finishing in I fourth think... place in fifth or sixth. Oh, I almost feel like sixth. I finished. I almost feel I... like I predicted second. What I no, think you, you did. If it wasn't this year, Sterling, you you did pick. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't this year, it was last year. But I mean, yeah. Bottom line is they made the playoffs. Let's go. I mean, fourth, no. fifth, sixth. Playoffs or mediocrity? Come on. Play in, in, in a league that in the league that half the teams make it, it's mediocrity. Yeah, but this you no, know, this is this is really what you you play the regular season just to get here, and they got here. So now this is where it really begins. And so yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it is. You can look back at all the games that they should have gotten a point here or a point there, but I mean, yeah. here we are. I mean, well, you're just, you know, you're just feeding it into David's whole conversation about making this podcast last longer, right, Dave? No, right. <laughs> just, feeding it, just feed into it right now. Just I, I, I made a comment to, to keep it going. I, yeah, 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 he's trying to goat you into just of course. goat you into doing stuff. Yeah. Damn it, I fell for yeah. it. I'm sorry. You did. You fell for it. Hey, I got four minutes, five minutes out of it. Yeah, five, the, oh, old, yeah just went the, old, the old Minnesota goodbye, it's happening again. God yeah, damn it. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Playoffs next weekend. Uh, so for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go loons. Go loons.